0: Now the Waitangi Tribunal has found the Crown committed several treaty bre- breaches on the Kapiti Coast, including the origins of the town of Waikanai. The 992-page report released just now is the latest volume in the Tribunal's ongoing Parihaka Manawatu inquiry. It found Tia Tsiawa Ngatiawa are largely landless because of heavy-handed and dubious purchasing schemes and the Crown's failure to abide by promises. Our Māori news director James Thunne has been reading the report. In Joins us now. Then, Jamie, now what area does this apply?
1: So, Te Ate Awa, largely around Paraparumu, Waikana, and Pakakariki up on the Kapiti coast. And it's sort of this report follows a range of hearings held over the past few years. So, in the report released today, it found Te as you say, Tiatiawa and Ngatiawa are largely landless because of those purchasing schemes of a native land court and as we've seen across so- over so much of the motu. And much of the land around Waikanae and Umu was fragmented and then rapidly lost, mostly over the first three decades of the 20th century.
0: And a couple of significant findings here, Jamie, particularly around Waikanae.
1: Yes, so the We Parata pursued a native township around the turn of the 19th, 20th century. So Waikanai, or Parata, um, was supposed to remain in native ownership under Parata's understanding, but mana were quickly excluded from any representation, the tribunals found. The... And so uh, the tribunal says, had the township been administered in partnership with Māori, it could have developed very differently. And it also details decades of petitioning of the Crown, which often fell on deaf ears.
0: Paraparumu Airport has been at the core of a lot of controversy over even recent years. What does the report cover, what's happening there, what happened there, sorry?
1: Quite extensively. So, uh, you know, in 1938, the Crown took 228 hectares of Māori land to build an airport with no notice, and then took more in the 40s and 50s. It took about 70 hectares of land that was in Pākehā ownership. But unlike Pākehā land, where that owners were negotiated with and settlement was reached, the Māori land was taken under the Public Works Act and compulsory. And so, you know, the tribunal report details documents where the Crown's decisions... Were you know particularly motivated by the fact that it was Māori land, you know, in a way making it easier. So the uh, the Waitangi tribunals found significant breaches there, as well as opportunities to remedy it. And it was also found when the airport was sold in 1995, the Crown failed to offer back the land, a breach of both the treaty and its own law.
0: The Porirua Ki Manawatū inquiry has been ongoing and it's still ongoing with more hearings coming, I think I've seen, up There's until... Some m- last week,
1: up Foxton way, yeah, yeah.
0: And up until the end of next year. So this is a significant, significant well, I mean, a lot of our inquiries are, yeah. but, you know, this has, this has been quite robust.
1: Yeah, so today's report's the third and we've had, you know, it's, it's going... It's It's working its way up the west coast there. And, um, you know, in this particular instance here, you know, through the hearings, the Crown conceded. Its failure to ensure the retention of sufficient land was a breach of treaty principles. But the Waitangi Tribunal today has, you know, quote, it's welcomed those concessions, but has considered they did not go far enough to capture many other breaches suffered by Te Ate and Awa, Awa. And, quote, the Crown's treaty breaches have been serious and sustained over a long period of time and the prejudicial effects have been highly significant. So it's recommended urgent negotiations for a treaty settlement.
0: Mm, thanks for that analysis Jamie that is our Māori news editor Jamie Pahana